0: Basketball
1: podcast. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Talking Basketball podcast. I am Mark. Hello. Hello. We've got another episode today about the BBL, the British Basketball League. Yes. There we have. Seriously? That's that's the enthusiasm level you got for this week's games.
0: Yeah, no, I only say it like that is because not that um, our 51.9 thousand listeners know about it but we sometimes record interviews that last three hours, um, which then go out uh, in one week as a double episode. Sometimes we do that. And when we do it, sometimes Mark says, let's do the BBL update afterwards, which then turns into it is one o'clock in the morning and we are recording the BBL update. So apologies, Mark. That is is, just letting our listeners know why I am not as enthusiastic.
1: Sounds like excuses and weakness.
0: But look, the podcast is in the charts <laughs> for the UK highest rated, Mark.
1: Yep. We're, that is really cool. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes. Thank you so much for listening and continuing to listen. Um, please get in contact. Tell us what you like. Oh, Tell us what we can improve.
0: Do we know who the, the, the young fan was? Has anyone emailed? No. Nope. Oh, not We haven't had
1: anything back from any of the teams or have anything. And we haven't seen anything about the press release or anything like that. Everything's Silence. gone very quiet.
0: Is, is that... 10 days now two weeks yeah no, maybe 10 days wow actually it happened on the 2nd of feb was it
1: mm, yeah it's, or it's fourth? something like that because either way it's uh disappointing there's nothing been
0: what do you need put, to talk about i mean it's just yeah get on with it
1: yeah that's, that's, i don't mean
0: it like that but you know what i mean it's nah, like come it's, on it's odd i wonder if it's just gonna be uh let's forget about it
1: well um you know the captain's back plan.
0: yeah he played again didn't
1: he yeah he's played again so i don't know we'll see it was interesting his absence the game after just typically but yeah Yeah. playing but i don't know um yeah i just find it very odd in in any sports isn't just highlight bbl i always we had it with um uh josh giddy didn't we in in the nba where they were saying things and it just all went suddenly quiet and no one was talking about anything and everyone's like well what happened at the end and everyone's like i just disappeared didn't it it's like she oh. yeah she didn't press charges that's why i know but still you do any of these things it's i think the problem with media and any of the sort of press or anything like that is they're always so sensationalist and they always want to blow smoke up stuff and get really excited and i'm getting tired of seeing the word viral at the moment everything's like viral dunk it's a viral pass. You're like, it's just a, a good pass. It doesn't have to be viral. Viral is like someone in a country who doesn't watch basketballs watched it. That that's not happening. It's just a random thing. But when something like this happened, which you go, that's not a good look. It's all dusted it's away. Quite it's quite
0: significant for UK basketball. Very
1: significant for UK yeah. basketball, for the league, for players, for fans, for anyone who is who's part of that community. That nah, well, just we'll just dust that off. I, and d- I don't know if I'd say happen. it's
0: a bad thing. I think it's not a good look no but it's like it's just look you you look in in the news every day and there's something down and uh, there. Course. it's just like you've got to talk about it you have yeah. got to talk about those things so you can stop them from happening um before
1: yeah i mean look we've all Sorry, seen again. we've all seen that football stuff happen uh, uh, and riots and all that sort of crazy stuff and that has never stopped people going to games has it but
0: but the news are talking about it
1: they talk about yeah, it yeah and it's it's literally hit head on for some reason with this everything's very quiet it's just all and it's literally disappeared and all they've put said is there's going to be press statements None's one's ever seen it and we're like 10 days on we'll or whatever an eye on it. we'll yeah an eye it's it. just a bit odd isn't it anyway so the week this week a few games being played has been quite a lot to be fair i was actually surprised i, I for some reason thought it was only a quiet week this week there's like six or seven no there's like 10 games or nine games or
0: yeah, can can I jump in with Saint Mark? Yes. There's there's two points you've got to talk about. I, I I haven't got the list, but I know some of them. The Great Britain team, um, is I think is currently picked 20, 24 maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. We've got nine BBL players in it, shortlisted, including point guard legend Kimball McKenzie. He was in there. Um, He's playing great at the moment.
1: Do you know, um, what I think is really exciting is we have openly said about why our, or highlighted rather, we haven't slated or anything, but why is basketball so low a priority in the UK? And our FIBA results have shown that with being ranks lower. There's no
0: funding, is there?
1: No, at all. The
0: sailors get funding, Mark.
1: And now you've got the BBL preeminent league and we've got a lot which is filled by quite a few American players or Canadian players to be fair and players from other countries as well of course Um, but it's really good to see homegrown talent and you go that these are all players that are going to go out in GB born and raised who've come through that process of basketball in the UK
0: I think they're in a squad So I'm assuming it gets narrowed down to 12.
1: Guess so, but that's I mean, that's good. It's got to be good that we can actually one field a team (laughs) because there has been criticism. And you know, one of the things we haven't criticized actually um, about the BBL is that they buy in the talent and it's from all other countries and you go, yeah, it's fine. But there is enough homegrown talent here. that's actually filled a team and a good team. Yeah, but the names that you're picking out are not like who it's like oh wow yeah of course of course goes without saying so it's really good seeing that we've got all that talent actually in the uk regardless of when, and so when you're bringing talent in they've got to be at a good standard so for i mean the bbl have got to be happy seeing that as a league because they're going players that are in our league that are playing are playing for the country that can't and, and obviously in their other respecting countries
0: they're playing as well yeah well, on that note, Mark, you're talking about UK talent. Yes, sir. I want to give this out to uh, Chris Finch, yeah! the yeah! Chris yeah! Finch Meister, yeah! who will be leading the Western Conference All-Stars as head coach. Yes, um, and I think what people uh, definitely. All my friends in Yorkshire will remember that he was um, began his coaching career, at, sorry, playing career for the Sheffield Sharks. Oh, really? He has got a 27... Uh, tw- sorry, 27 years ago, he was at Sheffield Sharks and he was one of the most successful coaches in the league history wow. during his time here. Um, he um i wrote it down he he got six titles um in six years as head coach of the sharks and that mark is on top of two titles he won as a player for the for the same club prior to that um so he is a south yorkshire legend um and uh yeah look i'm just looking at some of his stats coached almost 300 games for Sheffield, winning 70% of them during his um, tenure. And um, uh, there's uh, some quotes uh, that he said here. I love this one. This is great. Um, He he was talking about being really proud to be uh, the all-star head coach for the Western Conference team. he said, I never thought that I'd be sitting here in the NBA coaching, never mind being an all-star head coach. When I started my coaching career with Sheffield, I just thought that I would do the best I could and see where it took me. And I'm very proud of the journey. I mean, I, I, I think we would add to that and say, I, I think the UK, the BBL and Sheffield uh, uh, are proud of, you know, him as well to... To having such a successful career and now getting to being an All-Star coach. What an amazing achievement. That's uh, got to be like maybe a pinnacle of your career. Got to be. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: look, look at the history. of Who's been an All-Star coach. it's, it's That's a great honour. Yeah. To be, I want to say not like a coach's coach. It's maybe the wrong way to put it. But, it, you know, that All-Star game, they're really going out on all, the All-Star game incidentally this year they're really going for it with that crazy LED floor
0: hey I was talking about this I know I swear the NBA are listening to this because I talked about when did we talk about that floor ages ago six months ago we were saying about the floor and when someone scores you could explode a basket
1: yeah do you know what I don't know if you've seen it Um, but it. yeah we'll see
0: but look you know my friends from Sheffield will love this Eop Sheffield Sheffield people understand what I just said. Sheffield people. Yeah, the Yorkshires. <laughs> Eel. That's what they say. Eel. 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 That means for our American listeners, in the UK, we have many, many dialects. In Yorkshire, um, they rather than say hello, they go, Eel. And that's how they say hello. Um, I was up there <laughs> once, and uh, one off. of my friends went, you go, you go hey, Paul." I went, yeah, he went, tut pub. I went, what? He goes, tut pub. And tut means to the. So he was saying, basically asking me, do I want to go for a beer at a pub? But in Yorkshire, that's tut pub. Did you know that, Mark? I did. There you go. Um, and uh, you know what? One of the words, instead of pull, they say plot. <laughs> plot chin. <laughs> oh, instead
1: of pull the... Uh, it's plot I can only apologise to anyone in the north who
0: is listening to this thinking what is he he's just plot butchering the Yorkshire accent Uh, but look they're going to like this and this was a great quote that Chris Finch said I loved it he said in some ways my time in Sheffield was probably the most important part of my coaching journey because it was at the beginning where I was able to learn and gain experience and fail and learn again love that Love that quote. Yeah,
1: it's a great quote. Well, congratulations, Chris. That's a great on And hopefully he's uh, West, isn't he? Western Conference, yes. Yeah. I mean, he's got, a, he's got a good chance there, I think. I think, you know. I, I think he's to take it, but he's got a good chance.
0: I, if I was him, I'd sub myself in.
1: <laughs> I wonder if he can do that. Are you going to take LeBron or Luka okay. off and sub him? In? After yeah.
0: two minutes. LeBron, have a seat. Just rip his suit, like... And it turns, there's a kit underneath. And go on. <laughs> anyway, right, should we crack on with the BBL mark?
1: Yeah, I mean, we can uh, we can rattle off some scores, but there's been a few. Well, I say been a few games.
0: Would you like me to do the old-fashioned thing for our American listeners, because they would never have heard that old-fashioned thing? Do you know? What no. Do you know what I mean by that? Do it.
1: So we'll uh, start at the top with the first game.
0: Oh, we can definitely do it for that one. Yeah. So. Um, we could probably do it for the first two, can't we? Yeah, I would say at least. <laughs> okay, so for our American listeners, this is how the football results used to be communicated to us. i
1: bet hold on that. This is how our international listeners, shall we say, because we've got people in Japan I... and everywhere listening as well.
0: Oh, okay, awesome. Well, to our international listeners, here in the UK, this is how... Do they still do it now? Do they still do I, I've not heard it in a long time, but like... Tw- maybe 10 years ago all the way to back to the 60s this is how they would um, uh, tell you what the football results were in the UK so I'm just going to give you an example for the basketball so this was uh, this is uh, some of last week's games London Lions 84 Sheffield Sharks 73 Leicester Riders 102 Plymouth City Patriots, 81.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much how it went, wasn't <laughs> that's it? That's how it went, isn't it? And then if, if you only missed a bit of it or you weren't sure, it's like, that's it, you're done. You don't know what the score was. And they didn't say who won. They would just tell you the scores. And then you from that, you'd have to work out, well, like, you told me two numbers. Who had the higher number again? Was it the first team? Was, oh, it's that team. And, and especially it, with basketball, you'd get you would literally
0: it. be, you'd watching a guy read it. I mean, oh, and, and yeah. i think it got special when they started using graphics so you could see it
1: yeah i just i mean
0: anyway as you said london lions beat sheffield
1: sharks no real surprise there i was surprised that it was a nine point game you i would have thought there might have been a little bit more leg room in there whereas Leicester riders just smashed Plymouth by 20 and
0: yeah no real surprise there um you know obviously uh favorite player at the moment for lesser riders (laughs) Teddy Buckets Teddy Buckets he's on fire. you know I want to comment on a potential negative that I've seen with him what's that he's look I'm nowhere maybe I shouldn't say this or not but he just sometimes it looks like maybe a weakness of his is getting off the mark when he gets the ball so it's like do you know that initial speed Mm. bam and he's off I think I don't know if it's because his body shape and he's quite muscly. He's a big guy, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he has but to wind up, doesn't he? He, he doesn't. He doesn't he, just spray out. He builds out. up. No, yeah.
0: no, no. Like whereas someone like Kimball McKenzie, bam. And look, you got to talk about Kimzy. Kim, Kimzy. Kimble McKenzie's um, assist rate, and some of his assists are amazing. There's, I think, there's one in that game where he's in the three point line and he just throws it like from the top of the three-point line down to his left. Um, it might have been Jimmy Buckets It went to, but what a pass. Um, I'm loving his assist His assist at the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Leicester doing well and
1: he, I think they're doing well because not only is he adding to the team, but he fit in the team and it looks like it's just energized that team again, which, you know, one player can do that. can make that big difference. And it's not just that they are a star because they get the most points or get whatever it is. It's actually the impact they have on that team, Um, which I guess nicely leads us to the next next game of the uh, the week, which was uh, Newcastle versus Caledonia.
0: Yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know the answer to this. I know um, the Gladiators have played, um, I think, Leicester. is that tonight or was that the other day we're, we're, yesterday uh, has that, the American played for that. that was yet? tonight yeah is he any good I think his name's Green isn't it so they've just signed this American guy
1: yeah I think he played tonight I don't think he played in that game
0: okay um, yeah I mean look Newcastle at home they're a strong team um, and yeah, I, I love Rekre McGill he, I love him <laughs> I absolutely love Ricky McGill. You know what? I don't think um, people talk about his movement enough.
1: No, he's, he's all over the place. Isn't he
0: is he? He? great. I love his... In a good way, I mean, yeah, not yeah. like all over the place. I love his movement. I love his movement. And there's, um, it might have been this game where he, he reminds me a little bit like Alan Iverson, where he gets the ball and he's going one way. The guard goes and bam, he's... Switched hands and yeah. he's got past. It. You know, remember that famous one on Ju- Iverson on Jordan? He did one the other day. Yeah,
1: Jordan remembers.
0: And it was like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's like, wow, that's amazing. And um, I, d- I don't think um people also highlight his um his passing ability as well. But um, yeah, look, I mean, look, Ricky Keys for four points. Yeah, I mean, five assists. Um, yeah,
1: and three rebounds. Can't go, can't go wrong with that. If you're putting up 30 points, three rebounds, five assists. Yeah. That's, that's a good day in the office. Isn't it? Oh, Jordan Johnson as well. Bringing out 20 points. It, I think both of those teams, to be fair, Patrick Whelan, we've got to give a shout out to him for 21 points. And Lucas Palaeus, 18 no double points. Doubles. No
0: double-doubles.
1: No double-doubles, but all of these players putting in good numbers for their team. Um, I think... Rebounds win games. Rebounds do. Rebounds win championships, Pat Riley. I what I should have done is, and I didn't do that for this, so I apologise, listeners, but go find out for yourself.
0: That's a disgrace.
1: No, that absolutely. A, that is a disgrace. It's like man. a homework.
0: Go find out for yourself. It's like an
1: interactive homework. That's what your
0: job is. No.
1: Um with the Newcastle, when that when you've said they're strong at home, but when Newcastle have gone away to Caledonia, Caledonia are very strong at home as well. So they're two teams that are known for having very, you know, when you see the atmosphere at Newcastle, when you see the atmosphere in Caledonia, they're always really loud. They're really up for it. And that there clearly is a home advantage in, in both of those sort of things. So I'd be really interested to know, not just historically, but going forward, how these two, because they're constantly adding people. So I'd be really interested to see what happens over the next few games.
0: And look, Mark, We've got to talk about this. Mm. Oh, yeah. Huge game. Surrey Scorchers at home to Plymouth City Patriots. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, it, it couldn't get couldn't get tighter with that one. Um, you know what? I've got a, a really cool story. I think... Um,
1: Can I just say, I was surprised it was this close. Okay. Why is that? Because I think the Scorchers have had a good start to the year and I thought they played really well um, and Plymouth have struggled quite a lot but for some reason Plymouth have just just stayed with them I, I, I was just actually quite surprised at that I, I genuinely thought I don't know Surrey found a second gear in this this second part of the season um, for those who you know are just fresh to listening to this with the BBL it actually stops in January and for the whole of january they actually played their their cup tournament which they call the trophy um and then as of the beginning of february the championship or rather the league resumes so that first part from just before christmas they they, they were struggling they you know bottom of the table and for some reason i just i was just expecting another walkover but they really really played well
0: yeah i um just want to talk about Sarquín Jameson. The double double, Mark. With nineteen points, twelve rebounds, and one assist.
1: And <laughs> just sneak the one assist in. Um, I, I mean, I actually would. I value assists, but if someone said you've got to have assists or rebounds, I definitely would be taking the rebounds. So yeah, I look at that: nineteen points, twelve rebounds, one assist. Oh, that's pretty good maybe you bump another assist up maybe one or two more but that's that's a healthy stat line isn't
0: it was the captain back for Plymouth we, yeah. in this game
1: yeah I think he was I believe he was but um, you got to think that uh, what am do I doing LVZ Dusha is the Calviz yeah easy. but um, yeah I was just really surprised by this game to be honest I just thought sorry i've just played well they always have this um i don't know if you remember when adam came on he said they always have this thing where they sorry do really well in the first game in the jet ja- or the last game in january or the, the first game christmas or that sort of thing they always seem to pick up that's like their their little thing that they seem to do um but yeah i was surprised it was only a two-point game in
0: yeah i mean look it, it seemed towards the end is where that took shape i mean don't forget um, sorry, we we're up eighty-seven, eighty-two. Um, with like just less than two minutes left. So yeah, that's still um, in a
1: five-point game. It's, I just thought they'd have a bit more of a lead than that. I, I was just surprised. That was all. Yeah, but again, we are talking about teams that, when you look at it on the league, they're they're actually only two places apart. <laughs> so I shouldn't be too surprised.
0: Yeah. That. <clears throat> You've got to talk about towards the end of the game, Mark. What happened? I don't know. I mean, they're up by, what is it, like 10 points in the fourth was the lead that the Phoenix have. Look, you've got to say those guys are taking their form from the BBL trophy and continuing it. Um, yeah. It, it's a bit sloppy with that shot, shot clock violation at the end. What was it, like 5.9 seconds left when that happened, right?
1: Yeah. But if you look at Bristol um they've got talent in the team that they can't really afford to I want to say let off the, the pedal in a way and I think maybe that's what they did in this you league. love Bristol don't you I do like Bristol I think they've got potential but they've got a they, soft spot for them yeah but they've been hit by injury so I think you know they knew early on this season we're just not gonna we're gonna stay somewhere near the top but they Levi just, they've Bradley struggled though
0: yeah he had the opportunity at the end Gave it from away. deep to win no no
1: nope. <laughs> but you know there's nothing wrong with a nice hero shot we we can all appreciate that i i generally think that maybe two things on that cheshire maybe took their foot off the gas a little bit but also you could argue because they had this um what was it in-season trophy if you like in january cheshire won that and they won that well there was a great win but that must take its toll on the rest of the season.
0: Well, you say that, but you've got to look the other way. It might inject something back into there yep. in the game. I mean, Skylar White is on absolute fire in the fourth quarter. And I appreciate his new haircut as well. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And Aaron Rye with the double-double 16 points, 11 rebounds, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I no, like him. I think he's a great player no nonsense just get on with it up for any yep and I but and I believe he's Canadian and I
1: always I don't know why I thought he was homegrown talent but it's because he played in the NBL but he's a Canadian do player you, do you know
0: who he played for in the NBL I have to find out not off the top of my head but oh.
1: um, but people made a, a what's well, it not an assumption but made a, or saying oh you've stepped up to play in the BBL he's one of the, the, the most consistent strong yeah. players in the BBL and you just look at it and think yeah like yes he's he deserves to be there um which shows that separation again between the NBL and our national leagues and the BBL as its standalone thing but we do so Allison
0: almost two rebounds away from a double double but he chipped in with his 23 points I know you you I know you're a fan of his
1: Yeah, I I do like that and Che Lucas as well 14 there's a nice little nice little roundup it, I like seeing people Putting um, multiple numbers on the board—it sounds silly to say it out loud. Of course, that's the game of basketball. But I like it where you have a rounded player that you go, "I know they are going to be a—they're a 20-point a player." You, could, you, you don't have to worry about them. They're, they're 15 points. They're 20 points. I don't care if they're only doing 12. If they're always giving me 12 and they're giving me three assists and got three, four rebounds, whatever, I know what I'm getting from that player. The players that I struggle with are the ones that are really inconsistent. And I think, I mean, i not be a sweeping brush, but I think a lot of the BBL players, to be to their credit, have shown that they are very consistent. So you'll see someone like Le Quincy. he's a strong player, you'd know what numbers you're gonna get. Skyler White, you know what numbers you're gonna get. Look at players on the London Lions, Sam Decker and everyone, you know what you and Matt Morgan, you know what you're gonna get from those players, obviously when they're healthy. But I think, Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the BBL have a a, a strong argument for having more consistency in players than you do in the the NBA. Because in the NBA, you can have people who have great games. The next game, they have like four points. You think, (laughs) what? Whereas a lot of these players, like Aaron, is consistently putting in good numbers. Some of your favorite players in the league are putting in solid numbers constantly,
0: week after week. And you can't argue with that. There's something to be said for That, that. It's a quality. That is a statement... I feel like I need to think about it. I need to process that statement when it's not one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, no. whether I agree with it or not, I don't know.
1: I I, I think there's there's some credibility that some the, the talent that's come in and the way that people are playing, you know, this guy's going to get 20 points. This guy's going to 15. This guy's going to get maybe 23, 24. You can you can see where the games are going to go, and it doesn't make it predictable. It's not boring, but I I like that in a player. You know what you
0: getting. I, I think this league would be amazing if London lost more games. (laughs) Do you know what I mean by that? Because then it'd be like, oh my goodness, going into the last two, three games, two, three weeks, who's going to win the league? I mean, look, they
1: (coughs) they played Sheffield at Sheffield and they beat them by 10. And I'm sure I didn't watch the game, I'll be honest. Wow. I I, I don't think...
0: uh, I didn't put it on. Can I just say that the reverse fixture Mm -hmm. for the surrey scorch and bristol flyers which is in bristol yes it wasn't as close it's almost (laughs) i want to say surrey seemed to be like they've put a lot of work in and it's just starting to pay off now
1: and that's what i was saying earlier that i was really surprised how close that game was because that previous game is thinking i know that they're down near the bottom of the table with manchester and everyone and you think oh they're all scrabbling around but Surrey have really seemed to, at the end of this season, they're starting to find themselves as a team and pick that momentum up. Um, the same as with Cheshire. At the beginning of the season, they were down in sixth and they just sort of slowly clawed in their way back up, um, which does make it interesting, but it's hard for you, like you just said it with London, it's very difficult to say it, not in a negative way, but it's not that you want London to lose, want them to lose you just want other teams to win just to have a bit more of a uh everyone watched michael schumacher when he was winning formula one after his like third or fourth time round. it's it's getting a bit boring now he just just keeps winning it was the same with many of the greats you know hamilton did the same thing and after a while people tune out a little bit sebastian vettel everyone tuned out after like the third or fourth time round it's the same with London, isn't it? Oh, you're going to win again. Oh, you've got the biggest budget. You've got the biggest. I know. Things. I know. The depth. I know
0: what you mean. And then know what you mean.
1: people get on their back, which is unfortunate.
0: Feel like Man United when they were the absolute you know, champs,
1: and then they just if, if once they are at that pinnacle, you if you're standing on the top, you're the biggest target. So everyone's going to want a piece of that.
0: Sorry, Mark. You said you said something. I just need a. I, I just had to go and double check. Just clarify. Um, I'm just trying to find, let me just double check the latest game, which is tonight, which is being, or which sorry, tonight. We're now Friday. We're past it. Yeah, we're past it. We're past that game. Um, I don't believe Caledonia have played their new signing.
1: Oh, have they not? I, I thought it was tonight they were playing him.
0: No, no, I don't think they've played him. So, you know, uh, I, I wondered, I, I haven't looked at it, but I wondered if he was going to, um, uh, play against Lester um, because this wa- this was huge these are two huge gladiators yeah hey one's called gladiators <laughs> um, but I know you're um your' one of your favorite players Teddy buckets who's taken the steam uh, the 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 league by storm how many points did you get twenty eight points yeah. Kimball look Kimball McKenzie. 21 points, five assists. You know, I think he does a lot of ball movement and he gives the assist that creates space for that assist that gets the point. Yeah,
1: he's the playmaker, for sure. um, for, for, without question. I mean, Patrick Whelan on the Gladiators, he... He's a good defender as well. A, I don't I was, think he gets as much no, credit not get defence. I was going to say his defence is really strong and as an all-rounder, I mean you, you can look at the stats 10 rebounds 7 assists and 15 points but he's again that's that same thing where everything seems to move through him and he is either he's touched that ball or he's made that movement which inevitably results in a point
0: yeah I, I, I got a story about uh, for you um, about uh, Caledonia Gladiator yeah Clifton Moore he's a rookie. he's a rookie isn't he is he the rookie I can't remember um, it's too early in the morning for me to remember some facts, but Clifton Moore, um, his first ever game in the BBL, huge moment was against the Manchester Giants, and I believe it's a guy called Robertson uh, for for the Giants, who someone puts up a beautiful alley oop. Clifton Moore turns around, jumps up to block it. Robertson has already caught it and he is coming down on Clifton Moore and he just absolutely posterizes him. And this is on his debut. So he's like, crap. That welcome just, to the league. Welcome to the league. That just happened. Um, and it was a great moment. I saw him in an interview and he said, uh, it was, it was, oh, okay, that just happened kind of thing. Great attitude. I think that, that, guy's got great attitude and then they then played in the corresponding fixture and at a certain point Clifton Moore gets the ball he goes up and he absolutely slams it home and the, it's Robertson who jumps up to try to block him and uh, Moore's so high up boom in his face and like if you watch the bench they're all kind of like tapping their head and that's why Clifton Moore looks around and sees them doing, he walks back tapping his head but um, you know what I really liked about the interview—they showed the interaction between uh, uh, Moore and Robertson after the game, and they were both like, you know, shook each other's hand, actually gave each other like a a hug, and they were laughing about it. Like, yeah, you got me, now I got you, yeah, yeah, which is great. Anyway, I, that just popped in my head. That was a good little story, that.
1: No, I like that. That's um, it's nice to see that people can leave it on the court, like you know.
0: Well, it's showing their um, the, the, their professionalism, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, you got to talk about uh, well, I mean that, that loss for Caledonia at home. Yeah. I mean they, they got the win against Surrey, but um,
1: I think Caledonia are having well, look,
0: not problems,
1: but they, they just don't have that consistency that I would expect them to have. Um, at the beginning of the league, again, we talked about play sport and their home ground. It was, that's where you went basically. And uh, you expected to get a loss. It, and they are absolutely, yeah. I not want to say not disappointing,
0: but. Ah, uh, that's, this, sorry. This, I'm just trying to show you the article that I found. Um, Paddy at Wang, absolutely. Legend for the Scorchers where he's saying, in this article, we've actually been playing really well and we've just been going, it's a matter of time before it kicks in. And he's like, look, we feel like we're kicking in and playing good now. Um, here you go, Mark. Quade Green joins the Gladiators as the latest signing. Yep. Um, look at that guy. Yeah, he's a unit, isn't he? He, he, he looks strong. Um, he is, he's an American. Um, I'm trying to see how old he is. I can't see how old he is.
1: Well, it says he was in a group with like Trey Young and people and oh, shy.
0: High school in 2017. So he's got to be what, 20? 20... 24
1: maybe. Something like
0: that. Yeah. Um, just trying to see when he is signed. Oh, he played in the NBA G League. I wonder if this guy could be as good as a signing as Teddy Buckets because he turned up, what a signing, what a fine for Leicester, had an immediate impact. I wonder if this is going to be a player that has that immediate impact for for the Gladiators. Don't forget, the playoffs are just around like 10 weeks away. Is it 10 weeks? Nine weeks? Whatever it is. So an impact like this could... uh,
1: I mean, even in the press release they said he was gonna make his debut on against the Surrey Scorchers tonight. Yeah, that's
0: what I thought. That's why I looked at the box yeah, score. Yeah, that's why for I, his said name. I thought it was tonight. But and, I mean the only thing I can think of is they've put it you know, if they've called him Quaid, I don't know, maybe they're putting him by his first name. I don't I, I know. was looking for Green, I didn't see Green in the um in the box score at all. No, that is surprising. So, well, look, Mark, another Another week in the BBL. What? What? Where are the standings?
1: Well, I mean, let's go to let's go up here. Cause I did have it open, but you closed all my tabs.
0: Yeah, I know. I was trying to show you that article because I, I swear I read it and it said he was playing. Like on the well, thir- that's what Thursday I thought. Night. I
1: genuinely thought he he had played, but I, you know. Looks, Normally we'd do tonight's thing next week, but
0: looks can be deceiving. But
1: but he's a guard, and he's replacing Ian Debose because Debose is out at the moment.
0: Yeah, he looks he looks like he's going to be a handful. Yeah, potentially. And you know, Gladiators, I know the third in the league, but there's been a couple of losses more recently. You know, look, Le- Leicester, um, Newcastle are only one game away from him now.
1: Yeah, and well, Leicester have picked up their skirts since they got Teddy. Newcastle, I think they've always been quite tight, but they just—it
0: just took a bit of time to get ju- going. It has it. taken
1: a bit of time. Cheshire started off slow and they've ramped up. Caledonia opposite—they started out strong and then they dropped down and then clawed them back up. Bristol's
0: Cheshire were the same. Remember Cheshire and Caledonia really close? Yeah,
1: and then yeah, dropped down and then Bristol—they just fell off a cliff, didn't they?
0: But that's why this BBL Trophy tournament, you've got to look at it and say, Cheshire are now inspired maybe by the BBL Trophy win. They beat London in the final. No, look, I well, don't get me wrong. I think the London team was not questionable, but it was like Shea Sharma didn't start. I thought that was quite interesting. Um, I don't know.
1: I mean, the only th- the only intriguing thing I have is that the London Lions have played 29 games and most teams have played 23, 24, a couple have done 25, Uh 26. But they played 29, that's like a six game difference to Cheshire who was second place. And they're that's, in Europe. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Plus they're in Europe. So London, Caledonia, Newcastle and Bristol, they're all doing EBNL or European sort of league of some sort. Um, Cheshire aren't and they played six games less. I, it, it confuses me a little bit. I don't know if that's a scheduling thing, which could be their downfall because if London have got their games nicely split out and Cheshire have got a whole back end of games. It's an interesting
0: question. Game. We should look into that.
1: Because and and, and I, I never really, when I'm looking at this now, I'm thinking, hang on a minute. We've only got, like you said, to the 10 weeks. Looking at those numbers there, you're thinking, well, the games the number of games that have been won cheshire won 15. caledonia won 14. leicester won 13. newcastle 13. sheffield 11. bristol 11. surrey 10. then you've got manchester on seven and and plymouth on four but 15 14 13 13 11 11. that's 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 close that's that's the top that's very very close and then london lions have won 26 games so like no one's touching them no one's getting there there's 10 weeks left even if you've got 12 games, unless you win all 12 games and London Lions don't win any games now, just give them the that to- They're done. Cheshire
0: beat them, Mark.
1: Yeah, they did. Cheshire they beat them in the did. final. I just don't see mathematically how they could catch them at this point.
0: It's just... Oh, sorry, in the league? Yeah. yeah I, the... I mean, like, I, I, that's what I called that 10 games ago. I was like, yeah. this is over. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I remember I called it, and then London lost the next day. <laughs> and it was like, oh, maybe maybe not. But, but at this um,
1: point, you know, you've got Cheshire, Caledonia, Leicester, and Newcastle, I would say. I'd say they're the four teams. They're all playing for the pride place. They're all playing for who's going to get second and third. Because if you look at the Eagles at the moment, they're only two wins away from, from Cheshire. So anytime they have those things, that makes, that makes a big difference.
0: And also, look, London Lions have only got seven games left in their season. Technically, yeah. Well, they've played 20... Is that Am I seeing that right? They've played 29 games. Yeah. They've got seven games left in the season. Well, this is what I was saying earlier. Everyone else has got 12 games. Yeah. Sorry, 13 games. Or 12 or 13, depending on what team you are.
1: It, it, it makes a huge difference. And that's what I was wondering about how it's stacked.
0: I reckon they've done that deliberately Because for Europe. of Europe. Yeah.
1: And, you know like you've said uh, in one of the other podcasts we did tonight but if when London are in Europe we are 100% back in London like oh, yeah, yeah. We, we want them yeah, to win yeah. there's no question oh, when it comes the to Europe, as,
0: whoever it is yeah
1: the same as the, the Eagles team, yeah if, you, if you're in Caledonia supported. whoever you are Bristol any of those guys we are supporting you and that's the ladies team men's team we want you all to do super well there's no question that because it just raises the profile but um there, there was quite a bit of movement overall in the league, but it was just jostling. It was like, you've gone up one place. I think Leicester went up one place. Newcastle went down. I think the Sharks went up and Bristol went down. I think it's how it went. Um, there was just like a little jiggery-pokery in the middle. Yeah. Um, but well, there no, we go. But I will say this. No one's playing for first. First is gone as far as the, the league is.
0: Everyone else is focusing on
1: playoffs. So... What I want to know, and if someone in the league or someone who's listening can ask it, answer me this: If you come second or third or fourth or fifth in the league, what does that mean? Are it just you,
0: means you're you're getting a different run in for the playoffs, isn't it?
1: That's it. That's all it means.
0: Yeah, yeah. And to be, to be fair, um, because at those this, teams are so close.
1: Well, well, this is what I'm thinking at this point. Look, they do it in the nba where pe- where teams take a knee because they know all right this will push us up or boost us down
0: they're not resting anyone if they've got injury problems maybe but they're not resting anyone no
1: now. no 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 not resting anyone but when you've got teams this close you couldn't afford to do that <laughs> because if someone gets one win if someone gets two wins here bang they're up here now but it's
0: that close in the nba as well yeah if you look at uh i mean just just looking at some of them um, Oh, to get to the play and you've got to, you you it'll be it's oh, like one game one win difference when yeah. you look at the end especially those ones down the bottom like well, one no, you know what i mean seven and eight um, but, but what
1: i'm thinking is our team's already at that point thinking right london they're going to be playing against these people in the playoffs so i don't want to be in this position
0: oh i see what you mean they're like yeah let's and, get the, out of there.
1: and at the same time you go well are cheshire going to stay second there's a good chance in which case who do i want to play against just to get to the next stage,
0: I think it could be a dangerous game to play.
1: Oh, of course it would, because of the. How, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying not <laughs> not
0: played, but if your last game in the season, you might be able to play that game. But you just gotta just play the win, play the win. You can't play that. You can't play that game just yet. You can't, but, but um, people
1: are gonna think it.
0: Yeah. Well, there we go, Mark. Apologies to all our listeners that this is being released a little late. It was valentine's day and um we were busy (laughs) (laughs)
1: not well not we were busy (laughs) i was busy (laughs) if you know what i mean oh no why are you doing the dishes (laughs) but we will be resuming stuff next week on the normal schedules um, and I think we've actually won this game next week as well. So that does help because we've already talked about it. Caledonia playing the Scorchers.
0: And I got to say, we have got some huge, huge guests coming up. Yeah. I don't want to say the names. So don't. But <laughs> I- I'm going to say this. We have got coming up. I don't know what order they're going to get. Because we're actually recording them with like we're in a couple of days of each other, aren't we? So yeah, I don't know which will go out. But we have got, got coming up an ex BBL legend. Yep. Multiple BBL championships. He is coming on the show. Um guarantee you'll know his name. And we've also got um another well-known BBL. Representative, I'm not gonna say anything else. Personality, yeah. Personality, yeah. So, we got some actually, we got some bloody brilliant interviews coming up.
1: Yeah, really, really good. Really, really good. It's gonna be very exciting. But the league's looking exciting and it's nice. Um, we flipped from the trophy back to the league and it doesn't feel like there's been a stop. So, you know, I want to say to end this one, but I will say to the credit of the BBL, having that break and then it coming back on it's actually worked out quite nicely I think yeah (laughs) so ends another episode if you haven't listened to all of our episodes why not go back and listen to them we've got 73 74 I don't know how many when this comes out but we've got loads anyway go back have a listen write to us ukbustleablepodcast at gmail.com look us up on the socials I have been Mark
0: I have been Paul and look I know you like me commenting on badminton I don't I can't be bothered it is one o'clock in the morning to talk about saying it's not sport okay